Welcome to the Tape Ministry of the Embassy of the Word of God, where God is releasing men and women into exploits through the preaching of the Word of Faith. Be transformed and impacted as you listen to God's Word. I went across the deep blue sea Couldn't find one to compare To your grace, your love, your mercy Father, we thank you this morning, blessed Spirit of God. We ask that you minister to us. Let somebody be blessed this morning, impacted by your word. Let somebody live here affected. In the name of Jesus, amen. Obtaining a good report, Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. We start from verse 1. Hebrews chapter 11 from verse 1. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen for by it the elders obtained a good report hallelujah for by it the elders obtained a good report then the scripture says verse 3 through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of god so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which do appear. Hallelujah. Then, of course, verse 4 begins to give us, By faith Abel obtained, offered, I beg your pardon, offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, yet speaketh. And, of course, 5, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him blah 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 then all the way down to the verse number 13 the scripture says this all died in faith not having received the promises but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Then the verse number 39. And this all, having obtained a good report. Somebody say a good report. Having obtained a good report. Somebody say a good report. Yeah, 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 yeah. Having obtained a good report. What is the meaning of the word good report? It means good reputation or good testimony. Hallelujah. So faith is supposed to produce something. Praise God. Faith is supposed to what? Produce something. And what it produces is called testimony. What it produces is called what? A good report. Now, quickly, let's run through the scriptures we just read. Um, the scripture tells us in Hebrews 11 from verse 1, it tells us that now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Okay? The evidence of things not seen. And I've told you before, that is not the definition of faith. That is actually just what is explaining or a pointer to the Old Testament faith. It's a basis. But it's a basis upon which we build our 
faith. Amen. Now it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. The scripture says, for by it, by what they hoped for, and the evidence they sought to see, for by it, the elders. Now, when the scripture talks about the elders, it's talking about the fathers of faith. So from Abraham all the way down from Adam, all through other scriptures. Now, so what were they hoping for? What did they want to see? What were they expecting? The scripture tells us that they did not in verse number 13 of that Hebrews 11, it tells us what is this for all of this, all the people that were named from the verse number 4 downwards, this all died in faith. Good. But not having received the promises. The word promises there in the Greek is a word epangelia. It simply means a good news that is too good to be true. Good news. So they died in faith, but never received the good news. What was the good news? What was the promise? To who was the promise made? The promise was made to one man called Abraham. In Genesis, the scripture tells us how God came to Abraham and said, Through you, all nations shall be what? Blessed. That was a promise. That was a good news that was made to all of the world, all of humanity, that through Abraham, everybody shall be blessed. And he calls this good news, the promise that was made to what? To them. Wonderful. Now, this all died in faith, not receiving or having not what received the promises. Don't Forget about whether it is in promises or promises. It's the same Greek word. It's the same word, epangelia. So, it's not really necessarily talking about many promises. It's referring to the promise. But having seen them afar off, what did they see afar off? And were persuaded of it. That's what I want us to, to look at. They saw it afar off, number one. Two, they were persuaded of them. Three, they embraced them. For they confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Wow. They confessed. So we start from verse 4 and then we look at um, a testimony given of Abel. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain by which he obtained witness or testimony that he was righteous. So he did something that God called faith. What did he do? He offered. Now, but what was the offering pointing to? Remember, the verse 1 says, Faith is a substance of things what hoped for. The evidence of things what not seen. This all died, still hoping, never saw. So what is it that called it faith? 
the offering. And it's the offering of an animal which he killed and gave to God. And his brother Cain came and brought an offering as well. But God rejected Cain. He first rejected his offering and rejected him. Sorry, he rejected him and his offering. So there was something about the man, the character of the man that made God rejected him. What was it? It was because God gave them an instruction after Adam and Eve died that any offering that must be offered to Yahweh must be with blood. And so God came to him in that same Genesis, um, I think it's verse 4, verse 4 from the verse number 7, and told him, look, if you do well, he says, if thou doest well, shall thou not be accepted? He still had an opportunity. And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at your door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. God gave him an opportunity to rule over sin. But guess what he did? Verse 8. And Cain talked with Abel. All he was thinking about now was that his act did not produce results. Abel's act produced results. So I must kill Abel. And Cain talked with Abel, his brother. And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Wow. Because once act produced results, the other one's act did not produce results. God rejected him and the, uh, God even gave him an opportunity. Look, if you do well, in other words, go and do what I told you to do. He refused. So God tells us in the book of Hebrews that this act was called faith. What was the act? Giving. But not just giving, but giving in a particular way. He killed a lamb. You know what that lamb represented? Christ. That lamb represented what? Christ. The promise that they were hoping for, but they did not see. So anytime they offered that to God, they are telling him all about the redemptive work that God will do in their offerings. So when he brought just anything that didn't represent a lamb that should be slain, God got angry. No doubt in John 1, 29, when John the Baptist saw Jesus, he says what? Behold, the lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. So he told him specifically, sin is at your door, master it. And he went ahead and did what God would not want him to do. And God rejected that act and accepted the act of Abel and called it what? Faith. Let's look at another example, verse 5. Um, let's, let's just, I want to look at just two examples from there. There's something else. I want to teach today on the hearing and the seeing of faith. Amen. Hebrews, please. Hebrews 11 from verse 5. From 4, four I think we read 3. No, from verse 5, sorry. 5. So, no, please go back to verse 4. Let me show you something. So, he says that God testifying of his gifts, his offering, 
And by that offering, he being dead, yet what? Speaketh. Do you know what is called death and still speaking? Resurrection. Dead, yet alive. Jesus died, yet alive. Resurrection. So, this was what was promised. It says, through Abraham and his seed shall the blessings come unto all men. And he called that the promise. And what was that promise? Verse 5, please. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had what? Translated him. A picture of the rapture, the resurrection. Because God had translated him for before his translation, he had his testimony that he pleased God. Then verse 6 tells us, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So, every believer need to walk in faith. But the faith of Hebrews 11 was actually not our faith. It was the faith of the Old Testament saints. What they did. But it's a basis from which we can learn God's desire, God's act of faith, God's desire, how God wants to what? Bless humanity. Praise God. How God wants to what? Bless humanity. Praise the Lord. So God blesses us through faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Then it says, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that what? Diligently seek him. The hearing of it. Now Hebrew, Galatians chapter 4, please. Galatians chapter 4. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth not from a servant, though he be lord of all but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law. Verse 5. To redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. Verse 6. And because ye are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God, through Christ. Next one. How be it then, when ye knew not God, ye did service unto them which by nature are no gods. But now, after that ye have known God, or rather are known of God, how turn ye again to the weak and beggarly elements, whereunto ye desire again to be in bondage? Ye observe days 
and months and times and years. I'm afraid of you. Least I have bestowed upon you labor in vain. Then he says, brethren, I beseech you, be as I am, for I am as ye are. Ye have not injured me at all. Ye know how through infirmity of the flesh I preached the gospel unto you at the first. And my temptation which was in my flesh, ye despised not, nor rejected, but received me as an angel of God, even as Christ Jesus. Where is then the blessedness you speak of? For I bear you record that if it had been possible, ye would have plucked out your own eyes and have given them to me. Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? They zealously affect you, but not well. Yea, they would exclude you that ye might affect them. But it is good to be zealously affected always in a good thing and not only when I am present with you. My little children of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. Hallelujah. Until Christ be what? Formed in you. Now, Paul is telling us about when Christ came, he calls the coming of Christ faith. We were under the beggarly things until Christ came. Now, I read that scripture to let you understand that the day you got born again, you got born again through faith. Ephesians 2 verse 8 says, we are saved by grace through faith. It is not by ourselves. It is what? The gift of God. Now, he was telling the Galatian church that they were under the beggarly things until they received Christ. Hallelujah. Until they received Christ. But when they received Christ, what happened to them? Um, Galatians 3, please. 3 from verse 1. When they received Christ, they still decided to be under the beggarly things. Galatians 3 from verse 1. It says, oh, foolish Galatians. So he calls them foolish Galatians. Who has bewitched you? That ye should not obey the truth. Before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth. Crucified among you. He says, he calls them foolish Galatians. And he was not insulting them. English language is called insult. But in the Greek, it is not insult. He's saying that you are, you are falling short of the kind of knowledge you should have by now. To still be worshipping days, moon, stars, you have fallen short. So verse 2 please. Then he goes on in verse 2 to say, This only would I learn of you. Receive ye the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Now what is the meaning of receive ye the spirit? receiving the spirit is what is called the promise Luke 24 verse 49 Jesus said to them now let's, let's go back there now Luke 24 49 please now my preaching begins that other one wasn't true now Luke 24 49 says and behold I send the promise the epangelia the promise of my father upon you but tarry ye in the city of where Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. What 
did he mean by tarry ye till we receive the spirit? Acts 1 5. The scripture tells them that John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days hence. Praise God. You shall be what? Baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, what they have received is Christ. That was when they became born again. So when he says, when you received the Spirit, did you receive it by the hearing of faith? Or did you receive it by the law? Which meant following rules, doing that, following days, worshipping moon, that he was abrading them or insulting them about earlier on. So when you get born again, what you receive is called the spirit. You are born by the spirit. John 3, 3 tells us, except a man be born again, he shall know what? See the kingdom of God. Okay? Now, then he goes on to tell us to be born of, there is what, what who, that is born of what? Of the water, which is what? The spirit. So to be born again is to be born of the spirit. Amen? So when he says, when you heard the gospel or when you received the spirit did you receive it by the law or by the hearing of it it presupposes that there is what is called the hearing of faith hallelujah there is what is called what the hearing of faith romans chapter number 10 uh, from the verse number eight but what saith it uh, let's start from six please sorry six six will be better but the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise say not in your heart who shall ascend into heaven that is to bring christ down from above or who shall descend into the death the deep that is to bring up christ again from the dead but what saith it the word is what near you even in your mouth and where in your heart that is the word of faith which we preach then it says but that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the lord jesus christ and shall believe in your heart that god has raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved so it tells us about how you get saved verse 10 for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness but with the sorry with the heart man believeth unto righteousness but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation 11 for the scripture saith whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed for there is no difference between the jew and the greek for the same lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him for whosoever shall call upon the name of the lord shall be saved but i'm going somewhere with this so just stay with me okay next verse how then shall they call on him on whom they have not believed and how shall they believe in him of whom they have not what heard and how shall they hear without a preacher next verse how then then it says and how shall they preach except they be sent as it is written how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things now when the scripture talks about glad tidings of good things it's talking about what the good news the promise the evangelia the promise that all these people died in faith yet never received 
in other words they were not born again the way you were born again amen now so if we are born again the way we are born again he says that there is a hearing of faith that got us born again when we had the message faith came to us two verses down and then we, we are done here 16 and 17 please then he says but they have not all obeyed the gospel so remember what he was talking about is what the gospel for Isaiah saith, Lord who has believed our report or who has believed our testimony so then faith cometh by what hearing and by what hearing the word of God so this is how faith comes faith comes by what hearing when we hear the word of God not just the word of God that that chapter is talking about the word of Christ that's why I gave you all the reading from whatever we were talking about going down to hell and going down to heaven talking about the death and the burial the resurrection of Jesus Christ he says when you hear about this what you receive is called what faith and by this faith you get born again we are saved by grace through faith but it caused this also the hearing sorry the spirit and he asked them when ye received the spirit did ye receive it by the law or the hearing of faith what then is a hearing of faith that's all i will be able to take here what is the hearing of faith what is the hearing of faith numbers chapter 13 from verse 18 to 33 what is the hearing of faith the other time i talked to you about i talked to you about truth and i told you that truth is the ability to use the light of god to interpret god's divine will and bring judgment to things in line with god's what plan and purpose for your life in other words there is a level of understanding in the word of god that you need that will cause light to flood your heart that when it is shed on darkness darkness what give away amen yeah when we get born again we receive light into our heart paul said in second uh, corinthians 4 6 that he says don't 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 change the scripture that what the god that commanded light out of darkness has shined where in our hearts that we will what receive the knowledge will receive the glory of the father in the son of what in the face of christ so when you get born again what you received through the hearing of faith is light he calls darkness and light Two different types of people the man that is in darkness is a man that is under the authority of the devil the man that is in light is a man that has received the light of salvation and therefore is saved but beyond salvation the scripture tells us the just shall live by faith with beyond salvation the scripture tells us that without faith it is impossible to please God that means that faith is very fundamental in what you become in the kingdom in the results you get in the kingdom 
faith in what faith number one in the gospel of our lord jesus christ then number two faith faith in the word of god in ability to interpret the light of god to bring results in your particular areas of darkness amen so let's look at this numbers 13 verse 18 and see the land that it is the people that dwelleth herein whether they be strong or weak few or many and what the land is that they dwell in whether it be good or bad and what cities they be that they dwell in whether in tents or in strongholds next verse and what the land is whether it be fat or lean whether there be wood therein or not and be ye of good courage and bring of the fruit of the land now the time was the time of the first first ripe ripe grapes i beg your pardon let's go on so they went up and searched the land from the wilderness of zin unto rehob as men come to hamath and they ascended by the south and came unto hebron where ahiman shishai and talmai the children of anak were now hebron was built seven years before zuan in egypt and they came into onto the brook of eshkol eshkol just simply means um, um grapes okay um, grapes that are um, that are put together and cut down from fence a branch with one cluster of grapes and they bear it between two upon a staff and they brought of the pomegranates and of the figs 24 the place was called the brook Eshkol because of the cluster of the grapes which the children of Israel cut down from fence. And they returned from searching of the land after 40 days. 40 days. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land next verse and they told him and said we came unto the land whither thou sentest us and surely it floweth with milk and honey and this is a fruit of it nevertheless the people be strong that dwell in the land and the cities are walled and very great and moreover we saw the children of anak there the amalekites dwell in the land of the south and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan and Caleb still the people before Moses and said let us go up at once and possess it for we are well able to overcome it 31 but the men that went up with him said we be not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we and they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of israel saying the land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature is that what they saw? If the land eateth people, would they have come out alive? So 
if the land is eating people, would they have come up alive? Now stay awake from here. Everybody that is gone on sleep now, come back now. Beyond this point, if you miss me, you have there's the message. So don't don't all the coffee break is over now. Okay. If you need to go and get coffee, go and get coffee and just stand and just wait for me now. Amen. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature, 33. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. Preach with me. <laughs> How did they know? I, I want to read that part again. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. Please clap for these people. They are marvelous. Clap. Clap for them. They are very marvelous. They have, they have some strange imagination. It's even beyond the movies we see. <laughs> It's beyond some, some African movies. We see, they have some strange imagination. We are doing movie here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, listen to this. I'm going to say something very critical here. Deuteronomy 1, verse 19 to 24. The same, the same thing, but twisted a little bit. Deuteronomy 1, 19. And when we departed from Horeb, we went through all that great and terrible wilderness which ye saw by the way of the mountain of the Amorites, as the Lord our God commanded us. And we came to Kadesh Barnea. Now, number one, God commanded them, go. And when you go, take the land. God had spoken. And when we departed from Horeb, we went through all, the, and I said unto you, ye are come unto the mount, mountain of the Amorites, which the Lord our God does give unto us. 21. Behold, the Lord thy God has set the land before thee. Go up and possess it, as the Lord God of thy fathers has said unto thee. Fear not, neither be discouraged. That was the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord was that what? Go and possess it. Verse 22. We're reading to 24. And ye came near unto me, every one of you, and said, We will send men before us, and they shall search us out the land. And bring us word again by what way we must go up and into what cities we shall come. And the saying pleased me well. And I took the twelve men of you, one of a tribe. And they turned and went up into the mountain and came unto the valley of Eshkol and searched it out. God gave the word, go, take the land. Now, guess what? They decided that they were not able, so they would send men to go and spy the land. Did God send them to go and spy the land? No. God said, go and take the land. God has said, go and take the land. Anytime God speaks, God is ready to back his word. And his word is unchangeable and unfailing. And when God spoke to this man, he said, go.
go and take the land. That was the instruction. They went to Moses. Please give us men. Let us go and spy the land. That is not how God operates. The way God operates is by his word. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 11 that by faith the elders obtained a good report. How did they obtain a good report? The scripture tells us that through faith we understand that the whole world was framed, was made through what? The word of God. So how did God frame things? He spoke. And anytime he spoke, God is always backing his word. But these people decide to choose another means of going to fulfill God's plan. That is to go and search it out. Is it possible? They have scientific analysis. They have all the gadgets. Everything to prove whether God, what God has said is possible for them to do it. No doubt when they went there, they saw people in their own eyes. And in their own eyes, they were dwarfs in the eyes of the people. So they were. God did not tell them to go and spy the land. God sent them to go and take the land. When God speaks, we must honor his word. When God says go, you must go. When God says move, he wants you to move. God is not saying that move so that you can go and what? Investigate. Find out whether the scientific proofs are enough or whether everything you have is enough to meet it. There are many times that anytime God spoke, when you look at the circumstance and what you're about to do, you cannot do it by your own mind. That's why the scripture says, tells us that we do not walk by sight. We walk by what? Faith. Faith has another eye. Faith has another sight. And that sight is the sight of the spirit. Hebrews 11 tells us that by faith we understand that the worlds were framed. Hebrews 11.3 It says we understand that the worlds were what? Were framed. Through faith we have an understanding. There is a revelation, a light that comes to us that the worlds were framed by the word of God. How? So that the things which are seen were made of the things which do what? We do not that were not made, so I beg your pardon, from the things we do appear. In other words, there is another realm of sight that is beyond the natural that influences this natural world. There is a realm of sight in the spirit that we must see from that influences our material world. When you don't see from that sight and you see by observations. And see by physical things. You would miss what God wants to do with your life. Oh, am I able to do it? Do I have the finances? Do I measure up? He says it is inconsequential. God spoke to Mary through the angel. And said, you are well favored. God says he's producing a child from you. He says, be it unto me according to thy word. For with God all things are possible. The angel said... In other words, anytime God speaks, he backs his word. Anytime God speaks, he backs his word. But when God speaks and a man decides to vacillate, to find out whether it will work or it will not work, whether it will work 
or it will not work you will stay at the vacillation point moving from that is when you begin to see physical things and use them to interpret your realities but god wants us to use the supernatural to interpret the natural the man of the spirit judges all things how does he judge things he judges things by the sight of the spirit there is a sight of the spirit and there is a hearing of the spirit jesus said as i hear my father so i do what did he hear he heard from the inside he heard from his inner man he heard from the voice of the spirit and acted on that voice and when you do that you scale the natural the natural laws will become suspended because you are not living by the natural laws we live by another set of rules they are called the supernatural this is what makes you rule above the natural are you hearing me oh can i do it do i have have the ability to do it do i have the resources the money to do it you will fail stop looking at the natural when god sent them they went looking for things they were not supposed to see search the land and now the scripture tells us in that deuteronomy sorry in, in, yeah in that deuteronomy that we read that it was actually not god's plan god did not send them they came to moses and said please send us to go Moses told us what God said. God says, go and take the land. They came to Moses. Please give us men to go investigate. Let, let's find out if the scientific reports, if, if, if what they have said about COVID, if it is real. If, if, if when we put on masks, when Putin came, COVID has lost its relevance. How can Putin change COVID overnight? Nobody cares anymore. Before, when you are working, you are bypassing somebody. <laughs> Because everybody has bandages. What has changed? Jesus. Nothing. Jesus. Now, fuel prices are the, are the, that's the news. Now, are we saying, are we belittling um, COVID? No. COVID was real. But what killed most people was the fear. The fear we saw on the news. What you see can interpret your realities. There is a sight of faith there is a hearing of faith. What are you hearing? You are hearing COVID is killing everybody. Everybody is dying. Hey. Fear will kill you. If you open your heart to fear, fear will kill you. All of a sudden, Putin decided to go to Ukraine. The news have changed. It's now Zelensky. <laughs> Putin. Zelensky, Putin, and nobody's caring about COVID anymore. Is COVID still not around? He's around, but he's dead. He's on vacation. <laughs> so what changed? All the mask evangelists, they have lost business. The mask, mask pastors, they are all gone. <laughs> I'll get into trouble with this. Let me move away from here. Let me preach the word of God. <laughs> but what am I trying to say? God gave them a word. They were supposed to move on that word. They went to investigate. In their investigation, they got paralyzed. Because they saw things that God knew 
if they if he wanted them to see it they will be paralyzed i'll give you another story i think i've given you before two men that went to the hospital one had stage four cancer told you are about to die he said go and come back for your results one didn't have stage four cancer was okay he was going for another kind of result. When he got there, they swapped the results and put this one's name on the other one, put the other one, and gave the one that did not have stage four cancer and said that you have stage four. He went home announcing. They said, it's finished. I have stage four cancer. I have stage four. I have only six months to go. The man that had it, and they said, cleared. He went about. They said, it's over. I am well. And he lived on well. The guy that did not have it died in six months. What happened to him? The new information killed him. It's called, you know, we have something in science we call muscle memory, where you can train your muscles to record and keep things in its memory. Yeah. There was a guy I saw. He said he got paralyzed from waist down. And he began to train his waist. To train his waist by himself in the house. Until his muscles began to learn new ways of adjusting. And from that moment, he could actually bend himself over and could... And he's not training people. That has become his business. Yet another person would have said, ah, they said I should, I'm wheelchair bound for life. And go on benefits and be on full-time benefits until they die. And we need a carer for life. There is a realm of consciousness. It's called the realm of the spirit that we must have. Jesus had that consciousness when he came on earth. So that's why he never had, I told you when I was teaching on truth, he never had any consciousness of lack. When there was lack, the scripture says he himself knew what he would do. What did he do different from the others? The little bread that was there, he thanked God and said, thank you God. And the thing multiplied. Because he came from a realm where there was no consciousness of need or want. In the perfect world, in the garden of Eden, Adam didn't have any, any consciousness of need or want. Every tree produced food. Anywhere he wanted food, he go. Food. Tree. Apple. Give me. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Pomegranate. Give me. <laughs> Whatever. Give. And they ate. Fishes responded to them as they want. Any cow they wanted to eat, they could slaughter. And the animal conservatives will now be dealing with me now. Please, I'm not talking about... Let's, let me get out of there now. And they ate and there was no consciousness of need or want in that garden. What brought scarcity and want? It was the fall. When they left that garden, they now began to have the consciousness of need and want. But you see, in God's perfect state, everything is supposed to respond to us. So when things are not working for the believer, what do you do? You cause the thing to work for you. But we have been so trained not to believe that things can work from another realm. 
that sometimes the rate at which it will work for you will differ from person to person depending on how much of revelation you have in your heart why would we tell or speak to somebody that they said their ears is making them go local because science says they are having some irritation and because of that they can't start sit in sound and we speak to that ear and the ear will normalize and this woman will come and sit in church with all the noise we make here and it's okay words words and so words must respond and change the things circumstances around you Caleb said hey hey hey, hey. we can take this guess what all of us have a friend if you don't shut up we will lynch you we know what we saw I know you know what you have, you have been seeing in your bank account. You, I know you know what you have been seeing, how you have been feeling in your body. But I came to submit to you, there is a realm in God that you can hold God for his word and correct everything that is an abnormality in your destiny, in your health, in your finances. Because everything must respond to you. Jesus met a tree that was supposed to give him food. The tree says, the scripture tells us the tree answered him. I told you before, the tree was speaking to Christ. The tree, you know what the tree was telling Christ? Na 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 na, you have no food. Na 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 na. Now, the scripture tells us that it was not time for fruits, for, for, for figs. So definitely it was not supposed to have fruits but why did jesus go to the tree when he knows that our world operates by times and seasons him no no time no season every season is his season every time is his time no lack no want three produce food the tree began to the bible says the tree answered which means the tree was speaking to him everything in the earth i've told you before have intelligence and they speak stones buildings do you know why when you don't live in a building after a while the building begins to crack he's saying you have not inhabited me do you know why when you don't wear shirts after a long while when you wear them they tear they, are, they respond, they have intelligence. Everything, inanimate and animate, have intelligence. And they respond. Now somebody say, hmm, yeah. Yes, Jesus spoke to the tree. If Jesus can speak to trees, can speak to fish, he told Peter, go to the sea. That fish that has gold is in the sea. Bring it out. Let it bring the coin. We need it. He spoke to the tree. Pound the tree. This tree, nobody will eat of you again because I'm the son of God. Nothing disrespects me. Nothing. Nothing. This is what David saw in Psalm 1 verse 1. When the scripture tells us, that's, 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 that's my, I'm finished. I'm done. I'm done. I've, I told you if you miss from that side where I started, you are finished. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. 
nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seateth in the seat of what there's come for. Kadosha. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. In that law, he meditates day and night. And he shall be like a tree. The man is like a tree that is planted by the rivers of waters that bringeth forth his fruit. I'm a tree. I'm a tree of life. The Bible calls us branches of, of the vine that bringeth forth fruit in his season. It means I have my own season. I determine my own atmosphere. I determine my own season. There is no season that must be unfruitful. That's what that scripture is saying. And bringeth forth his fruit. I bring forth fruit in my season. So I determine this, whether this one must be my winter or my summer. I don't know what this season is for you. I determine whether this is my spring or my autumn. I determine whichever season I'm in, what season it must be. Jesus never had want. Why? He determined his season. No lack, no want. He had a chief financial advisor that was a thief. Will always steal everything from the purse and still didn't have any consciousness of want or need. Rise to your feet, let's close. The only thing stealing from you and your bank account is your wastefulness and buying the wrong things and wearing the wrong things. <laughs> and sometimes some of us too is not even just wearing the wrong thing. It is the mentality we have cultivated that nothing will be enough. And when you have cultivated that mentality that nothing will be enough, nothing will ever be enough for you. If you have cultivated that mentality that nothing is too good for you, nothing will ever be too good for you. Some of you, some shops, if you see them, you will never enter. Because as far as you are concerned, ah, Louis Vuitton, Louis Vuitton, mm, mm. next door. <laughs> Some of us, when we see, say, hey, this price. What? I watched, I love watching some, I watched a series, I told you before, I watched a series on Netflix on these rich kids, Chinese kids. You can go and buy um, Pringles, Pringles, from the shop, $2,000. Pringles, that's Pringles. Why do you choose? <laughs> Two thousand. The shoe is like five thousand, and I like, and it's normal for them, and it's okay. I mean, I mean, they are not even thinking about it. For you, even the simple one, no, 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 it's too much. You go to Asda shop, you must buy the smart price. You go to the place where it is cheapest or the reduced, the one that will expire tomorrow. You know why it will expire tomorrow? It must be eaten. If you don't eat it, it is poison to you. Oh, clearance. If it is not on clearance, you can never buy anything. Who did this to you? Hmm? Who did this to you? Paul was asking them, oh, foolish Galatians, did you hear by the law or by the hearing of faith? There is a hearing of faith. That makes all things possible for you. 
that makes nothing to be bigger than you that tells you that all things are possible to him that believe this is how you walk in the realm of nothing is too big for you nothing is too good for you no system is strong enough to deny you what God has purpose for you oh no it won't work some of us are so much of naysayers everything we have we have to see the negative in it before you see the positive who did this to you oh no 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 we we we, we lose lose money I was telling some people the other time about one financial artist. They said, ah, we draw some, we draw some. They said, we, we, draw, we, draw, we draw some. Because they have seen some double figures. They said, well, we draw some. I said, my friend, I'm waiting, I'm investing the thing. I want the thing to grow. You, me, I should withdraw what? I'm not after fear like you. So that's why see, cowards die 10 times before their time. Try something, my friend. Go and jump off a cliff somewhere. Do something unusual. Come on now. Do something beyond step out of the boat. Jesus told them, It is I. Only Peter stepped out. He walked for a while before he started sinking, at least. When he started looking at the water, he said, Hey, me walking on water. Step out of the boat. You have been too comfortable, my friend. Use your faith, release your faith. Go and jump off some helicopter. They do them somewhere. Jump, do something. Your life is too boring. Work home, sleep. Work home, TV sleep. Work home. No life. Work home, sleep, TV. Work home, sleep, TV. Watch. Work home, TV. Take your wife out to restaurant. I know that is your problem. Osa, please take this woman out so that we can have peace. Eh? Take her out. If you need money, come for money. Take her out. <laughs> take her out. Now, the best preaching is this now. Jump off some cliff. Go do something. Get your life exciting. I'm not saying go and die. <laughs> so what is called skydiving now? Go and jump. They will hold you. Somebody will hold you in the air or something. You fly in the air and land somewhere. Eh? You land and take video of yourself and show us that you did something. <laughs> well, I saw one yesterday. The guy <laughs> came up from hiding and the thing tore. I said, hey, <laughs> God punish the devil. The demons in his house. <laughs> you land. Don't worry. There are safety measures to make sure you land. What I'm trying to say is that step out of the boat. You've been in your comfort zone for too long. Amen. Step out of the boat. Do something unusual with your faith. See beyond the land. The giants. All of those 12 that went with them. With Caleb. Only Caleb and Joshua survived in that generation. The rest all perished. You know why? Without faith it is impossible to please God. You've been too afraid. Afraid of your shadows. Do something. Yeah. Do something. Go and spend money. Yeah, go and spend money. Spend money. Spend money. Yeah. Some of you, the only place you know to go for holidays is Africa. Why? Where you go and spend all your money and get stressed and you come back. It's not holiday. 
Yes, now you go auntie to auntie. Just by the time you come back, you are tired. You are coming to start work tired. Go to Spain or something. Go and eat something nice. Go somewhere. I'm going to Africa. Holiday. Where am I going to Africa? They will never wear anything nice. All throughout when they are in UK, they buy them, pile them. We are showing Africa. Come back. Who are you impressing? Who cares? And the people in Africa, they are not using credit card. The way they go and buy the thing, you'll, be, you'll get scared. That's true. They are removing cash. They are paying for it. When you are like, <laughs> you'll be calculating in pounds. You'll put, you say, ah, you not just coming from abroad. Buy the thing. I pray for you today that the eyes of your understanding, your spiritual eyes will be opened. Will be opened to comprehend the depth, the length, the breadth, the height of the fullness of God. In the name of Jesus, may your spiritual eyes be open to interpret your realities and not see with the external and with the physical eyes. May everything that makes you conscious only of the physical, may that thing be dwarfed. May it be brought down. May that knowledge be brought down. We pull down that knowledge and we pray that you will have your eyes flooded with light, with revelation knowledge. That you will walk in this light and be victorious in every area of your life. In the name of Jesus, I pray for you right now that you win on every side. Win in every side. Win in the shop. Win in the marketplace. Win in everything you do. In the name of Jesus, we rebuke the hand of the devourer. Every voice that is speaking against your destiny, we come against it in the name of Jesus. We declare her victory. In Jesus' name, have a blessed week and enjoy the goodness of the Lord. Amen. Nobody greater, nobody greater than you. If you're not sure that you are born again, but you want Jesus to be resident as the Holy Spirit, he says, Soon you will not see me. That's his death. But he says, Soon you will see me because I go to the Father. The only way we can see him is through the Holy Spirit. If for any reason you want to receive Jesus into your heart, I want to pray for you quickly now, wherever you are, just pray this prayer with me. Declare with me, Father, let the Spirit of God come into me. Let me not be the same. I ask, O oh God, that make me a new creation through the work of regeneration, through the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Father, I receive into my spirit a new spirit. I am a new creation from today. I refuse to be the son and the daughter of the devil. I receive from today the spirit of sonship. Therefore, I take dominion. Thank you for the gift of salvation. Thank you for the gift of salvation. Father, I ask that the Holy Spirit will come into me strong in the name of Jesus. Now pray this prayer me, declare me in the name of Jesus. If you don't speak in tongues, declare me in the name of Jesus. By the evidence of speaking in tongues, I receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost and with the outward manifestation to begin to speak in tongues now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I receive the gift of speaking in the Holy Ghost now.
I went across the deep blue sea Couldn't find one to compare To your grace, your love, your mercy 